headphones on. Come on. Okay, now we're good. You all comfy over there, Harry? Oh, I'm about as comfortable as you can get. All right. Well, welcome to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official podcast of the Golden Strip School of Music. Yes, Harry, I said podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special guest today. He's here helping me test out changes we made. Hopefully now our podcast recording works all the time. Introduce yourself, guest. I'm Dave's brother-in-law. Do you have a name? Oh, I do. My name is Harry, and I'm happy to be with you this well morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Tell us about yourself, Harry. Come on. You're a talker. Let's go. All right. Well, um, I'm a civil engineer by training, and I do DJing for fun and profit on the side. And then uh, to further get into my uh, acting Jones, I do stand-up comedy just uh, around the local area where I live. And, you know, it's fun, it's exciting, mm -hmm. you get to meet new and exciting people, and uh, I make no money at it, so that's even better. You usually end up paying, don't you? Usually. <laughs> usually. It's cost more than I'll ever get out of it, but uh, it's it's super fun. So. No, but you're, you, you've refined your act over the years. Well, you have to. Well, yes. yes. Um, you know, you start off, you, you talk about what you know. And what you know uh, when you start off is uh, working at McDonald's, uh, living in your parents' house. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're married and you have kids and the entire act focuses around that. Um, you know, it's it's a cheap form of therapy, actually, because, you know, you get people there um, that have paid a, a small amount of money to uh, hear you complain about things that happen during your everyday life. Right. But then most of them can relate to it and they bring on the funny. Um, that is the goal. And I've told you before, in the past, you made me laugh so hard, it gave me a headache. <laughs> I'm a hysterical person. This With, is true. <laughs> you're, you're definitely the funniest person at the Thanksgiving table. Um, well, it depends on who is around that table. Uh, as an example, you know, Bri your, your daughter may not always think I'm the funniest person there. <laughs> uh, everybody around her probably thinks it's pretty funny. Yep. You know, um. Uh, but that that's part and parcel of being uh, the favorite uncle. This is this is true, and you are the favorite uncle. And also, uh, I've seen times where your wife just doesn't think anything's funny. Well, the rest of us are dying, and our eyes are watering, and hers are rolling. Um, that comes part and parcel of living with me for uh, <laughs> twenty five years. Plus, <laughs> uh, the act gets a little thin after a while. Oh yeah, because you're usually using it on her, right? Um, I've learned not to. <laughs> I try to keep the subject matters about anything except. So when I'm on stage, I rarely talk about um, my work, and I rarely talk about my wife in general. Right. Uh, except to set it up, because I like to make it more about me and uh, my interactions. That way, one, no one can steal your act if it's about you. Right. And uh, two, at the end, I don't have to sleep on the couch. So it's even better. That's always true. Unless you accidentally fall asleep there and then that you just comes stay with there. Being 50. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. So you were gracious enough to come down here to South Carolina. Yes. How do you like it? 
Um, it's filled with free food and company, so, I mean, it can't get much better than that. Right, and we have had lots of pies. Um, for Thanksgiving this year, your wife made almost a one-to-one ratio of pie to people around the table, <laughs> and I think that's about right. I think it's about right. And I think this year she stepped up her crust game. It seems to be better than ever. Um, I assume she's going to listen to this after I leave. Shameless plug. But I have to come back here next year, so I'm going to definitely agree that the crusts <laughs> this year were better than any year previous, and I am sure that next year will be even better than right. this. Every year she steps up the crust game. It, I, I don't see a better way of describing it, especially because, again, um, it's free. This is true. And, and now my dogs are going to go into a deep depression tomorrow when you leave. So I'm surprised that they have any hair left on their head, given the prodigious amount of petting that they've received over the course of the last four or five days. Between you and Josh. Uh, Josh doesn't have a dog of his own, so he has adopted all of his years worth of petting. And I, 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 I set that timer just for you, Harry, because... No podcast for the Golden Strip School of Music would be complete without an alarm going off at some point during the podcast, so that was perfect. That's right. Okay. Now we know we've been talking for five minutes. All right, well. It may seem like you've been talking for an hour, but it's only been five minutes. That's about the right amount of time for the alarm to go off. That's usually about right, right? Yep, yep. Uh, I, that's why I was hoping when Josh said he was coming, he was actually going to be here because I wanted him in the room when the alarm went off. Because I'll let him know. He likes to pick on me about it too. He does. He does. Yes. So um again, he doesn't have a dog of his own, so he's right. gotta cram one year's worth of head pets into the four or five days that we're down here. Or in this case, two years worth. That is true because of the pandemic. Stupid we didn't get pandemic. To come last year. Not good. Nope. Well, I gotta tell you, we appreciate you guys coming down here. We know what the drive's like. We'll be we'll be making it in four weeks. Uh <laughs> I can't think of a better way to spend 13 and a half hours. <laughs> Cooped up in a minivan with the family. It's no, the best. No better way. Now, look, you know, I'm a manly man, as you know. Yes, you are. I mean, if you can't tell just from this, I mean, the amount of masculinity oozing out of me is almost immeasurable. It's just, it, it's so high that your son calls you an orangutan. That is, that is true, too. Uh, out of context, that's a weird thing to say. I know, right? We'll just leave that for the people to imagine. Uh, but uh, I am not ashamed to say I love my minivan. Oh, there's, they're the best. It's comfortable. It's fast. It gets you where you want to go with plenty of leg room. Yep. And I'm comfortable enough in my own extreme masculinity to say I think I might have a minivan for now on. It's just that good. And the nice part is you can bring large things home from Home Depot and they're not getting wet. You don't have to put a tarp over them. You put them in, you close the door, you leave. And when you have a 13 and a half hour trip, you can bring just an obscene amount of snacks. This is true. Usually all I bring, I have in the in my door panel is a thing of sunflower seeds because I think just the action of chewing the sunflower seeds keeps me awake. So how do you spit out the gels? I have a cup. It's it's kind of disgusting. I think it would be more fun if you just had to roll down the window every 30 seconds and then 
For me, it'd be more fun if I spit them on the floor just to get a reaction out of my wife. But I have carpeted floor mats. I don't have the rubber ones, so oh, I don't do that. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. If, if I had some weather techs, I'll, they'd be on the floor. Well, I think they would be on the floor, and shortly thereafter, you would be on the floor, knowing what I know. I'd, I'd be sleeping in the van. Yes, understood. Yes, indeed. But at least it's comfortable. <laughs> it is that. <laughs> that's the one thing. I hate to admit that it, they're such good vehicles to own. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, I have a truck. Yes. Right? A beautiful and, truck. And sure, it looks good. My arm in the window looks fantastic. But when you're going pure <laughs> comfort, pure comfort. My arm in the window looks yeah. good. Oh, you mean like a elbow up? Well, you're or hanging out. down, you know, it, you know. We don't roll windows down here. Well, that's true, too. You get shot. That's true. Um, well, where, where I am. You're, we still roll windows down periodically. And, you know, you let your arm hang out, impress the ladies as you drive by. That's right. You know, so uh, it doesn't look as good in a minivan. But what are you going to do? The one thing I found with driving a minivan is that you're basically invisible. People don't even notice you're there. You could be sitting, you could drive your minivan wearing a racing helmet and you wouldn't get a single look because nobody's going to pay attention to you. Both the cops and all young women ignore you completely when you're behind the wheel of a minivan. This is true. That's true. I've noticed that driving the minivan and back when we had the trailer. If you're driving a pickup truck, hauling a trailer, the cops generally ignore you because they just don't want to deal with trying to get you to pull over. Right. Now, I will say this, that... um the one segment of the female population where that may not be the case, where you'll be ignored, is um, like mid-30s to 40s divorcee woman because they're looking for a guy reeking of stability. I was going to say, the minivan does reek stability. Right. That- and and if you can ooze stability and employment, that, that may be your target right. audience. Yeah, but see, if you're driving a 1996 Plymouth Voyager, I don't think you're going to get the stability look. You're that or you just, no, maybe true. she thinks you got a lot of money hidden away because you're definitely not spending it on your car. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hit repeat stop. That one was totally unattended. <laughs> okay, so now this is the only podcast that you've done that had a double. A double alarm. Okay, so now we've set some sort of uh, a milestone. It's here. a new standard. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. All right, now for anybody that's made it this far into the podcast, yes. I mean, in essence, this is about your school. So yes. let me tell you uh, an unadulterated view from an outsider. Yes, let's um, hear it. I'm terribly impressed by what's going on here. Well, thank you. Um, at least the aesthetic certainly um, it, it, it shows a great deal of care and concern, not just for uh, the comforts of the people that are here, but also promoting uh, and encouraging the way that they learn, I think. I mean, it, it shows you're not just in it for the money, you're in it for the experience. You know, um, the, all the details are there. All the thought is there. Um, and I've listened to every one of the podcasts before this, except for the last one, because I haven't gotten to there because I was traveling. But, um, you know, I hear your teachers and they're summarily impressed and they know what they've dealt with at other places. And this is not that. Right. Exactly. So 
Uh, well done. Thank you. Your school. Thank you. I think you've heard me say in the podcast before, I love money. I really love money, but I really, really, really love happy teachers. And to me, that's what it's all about because I saw the way they're treated at other places. I, I really wish that this wasn't as good because <laughs> I really wanted a more um, robust way of making fun of you. But alas, it's still good. I have nothing to make fun of. And it's, it's hurting my feelings knowing I can't make fun of you. Well, there's plenty of other stuff that you get to make fun of me for. <laughs> So we, we don't have, I, I finally got one thing in my box I can check off. Can't make fun of him about this. Harry cannot bust my chest about anything here. Everything else. That I know of. He may find he may find something before the day's over. Uh, not about this, but definitely something else. Oh, definitely something else. For sure. For sure. Yes, because we're, we're just here to do a quick podcast and... Test out the equipment. Test out the equipment and get back before... Uh, Lunchtime. Complaining too much? Yeah, it's almost noon. All right. Well, we've got to go because um, we've got seven pies. To- yes. Um, we are having pie for lunch, so the rest of you can be jealous as you're listening to this. We've got black bottom banana cream pie, which is to die for. Apple, absolutely delicious. Pumpkin, my second favorite pie. Brownies, because you got to have brownies. Apple. Apple. I said apple, didn't I? I don't know. I, I, might I was have. listening because I was thinking about the one pie that you know I'm only thinking. About. Tell the truth. You just weren't listening to me. I got Dave's rambling. I'm just going to no, shut things no, down no, for a couple no. minutes. I was, I was actually, my mind drifted away about that one specific pie that I requested two years ago. Yes. And this year your wife made it for me. Yes. We're talking about what kind of pie? It's a mincemeat pie. Mincemeat pie. Just so you know, there's no meat in this particular mincemeat pie. So that is correct. Don't be too grossed out, but still. Apples, figs, cherries, raisins, serious spices. It's delicious. So now here's the thing. In the comments uh, section of your videos, should Mm -hmm. there be any, I'm interested to know who else here loves mincemeat pie. That would be interesting. If you like mincemeat pie, put it in the comments when we post this on Facebook or Instagram. Right. We want to know who else likes mincemeat pie. I do not. Apparently nobody else there's nine of us at the house, and Harry is the only one eating this pie. They're all a bunch of cowards. They won't even try it. Yep. They're he, afraid of a raisin. I don't understand this at all. Yes, he. Well, I don't like raisins, period. So that kills my uh, desire. So this morning he had minced meat pie for breakfast. Correct. But he could not, but he was outdone by his skinny nephew, my son Jonathan, who ate half of a black bottom banana cream pie for breakfast before he went to work. <laughs> If you're going to power up for the day, you may as well just consume 2,800 calories of pie. Right. And so he, he went off to Target on a sugar high. He should be loading shopping boxes like a lunatic. The fact that he's six foot two, weighs a buck 35, and he can consume half a pie and still fit into pants is nauseating. I, it is. That, that's how I used to be. And then all of a sudden I hit 50 and that stopped being the, the case. It almost feels like 50 hit us. <laughs> It does, it. doesn't it? I didn't hit it. It <laughs> definitely hit me and then sped away laughing. I, I, yes. I don't like it at all. It comes back at 55 to hit you again. It runs over you backwards Okay, and well, before it takes it. off I again. I ways to go for that yet. Dude. Who's the comedian that you turned us on to that had the joke about getting old, how, how much he hated it because it, when he puts on his underwear, the band flips down? Brian Regan. <laughs> Brian Regan. <laughs> Brian Regan. Yes. <laughs> and then when you get so fat... It not only flips down, it stays down. Yep. That's when you know you've gone too far. Right. And then he says something about being was it being on a motorcycle or something? And they're going so fast that it's underwear flipped back up. <laughs> it made me laugh. 
Well, you know, he's a better comedian than me for sure. And, you know, he sells out stadiums across the country. Right. But so you're selling yourself short. Your problem is you you do reek stability, so you're not going to say to your wife, you know what, hon? I'm going to take a chance in this comedy career. Well, right. So and, I'm sure that if back 30 years ago, instead of um, getting a job where I helped society right. and uh, ended up with health insurance and a pension, I might have gone to New York and gotten famous, but I also probably would have gotten a heroin addiction. So, you know. Wow, okay. <laughs> you know, pluses and minuses. True. So, so, so True. I've avoided heroin, and I have a family that loves me. Yes. So I think I won. And actually, when it comes down to it, I love to pick on you because you're a state worker in New York. But now that you say it, you do help society because without you, the bridges are going to fall down. And we're going to be stuck living wherever it is we live unless we want to take an airplane or a boat. Right. So next time you drive over a bridge, you know, you can thank people who gave up on their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're going to leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. Please give up on your dreams and just be like us. <laughs> That's right. You know, annoyingly happy with a great family. You know? Yes. That, such, such a terrible way to live, right. isn't it? Awful. Awful, awful stuff. All right. Well, hey, well, thanks for doing this. Congratulations on your school, Dave. It's Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in and doing this. Hopefully this actually recorded and it, didn't point. and it didn't just go. Right. If it went boom, if it made that noise, I am tempted to just put that on the, By the, way, the latest no, podcast. Nobody put in comments, I would have preferred the noise over what happened. That would hurt my feelings. So that, don't write that. But it would make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up and get out of here. All right. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Golden Strip Soundcast, the official podcast soundcasting of the Golden Strip School of Music.